Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Young F.A. Holmes. Ah. These niggas so scary, won't let them bury me. That's why I keep my 30, I shoot like Curry. And boy, I'm getting money, I'm getting money. Uh-huh. Welcome back to Don V Fridays. Um, This episode might come out later than you probably anticipated, but we ran into some we ran into some technical difficulties. Thunderstorm came through, fucked the Wi-Fi up. Normal shit, but we got a... We got a... We got a Y'all know who y'all know. I live for Saturdays, aka Ricky. Say what's up to the good people, man. Yeah, you know, special guest. You you basically a cousin coming a, a cousin coming back home for for the weekend. What's good with you, my boy? A cousin from Chicago. Yes, sir. <laughs> I just came down for the for the little family reunion. That's all I did on a good day, on a great day, actually. Huge great day. day. Great day. Of course, we got Drift in the building. Oh, yeah. We got some more news that came out today. So, honestly, it worked out better that we uh, waited till today. Right. The Lord, works yeah. in, the Lord works in mysterious ways. The Lord works in mysterious ways. But, uh, but before we get started, Spotify Green Room, um, it's a live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to fans, athletes, insiders. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Um, Spotify Green Room is, like I said, free audio sports platform. So it's no. It's- <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. It's not like Zoom. There's no pressure to feel like you need to be on camera or get done up. You can join conversations. Y'all can watch games together. Reactive news, all that. Um, all you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app for free in the iOS or Android app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, join leagues. Um, rooms go live all the time, man. Uh, Spotify Green Room. So everybody here is a Hokey fan. Y'all know Ricky. Y'all know Drift. Y'all know myself. Um, but yeah, also before we get started. This is episode 99. So the next episode we do, we're going to be announcing the winner of the Don V Friday's giveaway. So. Wait a I'll, minute. What you mean, I wait a minute? In 99, not 100? 
Yeah, it's one hundred. Well, this oh. one is ninety nine. This oh. is episode ninety nine. I feel slightly disrespected that I was not brought in for the one hundredth episode, but wow, be like that. <laughs> you, this is your last opportunity before the one hundredth episode. We announce the winners on the one hundredth episode. All you got to do is follow me, follow Drift. One quote from me, one quote from Drift. First place gets $25. Second place gets $15. Third place gets $5. And that's how we uh divvying it up. So get so get get to get to getting shit. Cause you got one this this is it. You you probably got one more week. If we record one more week, that's it. The, the contest over with. So I don't want to hear nothing about it. I didn't know. You we started promoting this shit what episode like what 96, 97? I think 97. 97. So you had we went like two weeks in between. Then we did 98, and here we are now. So you had plenty of time to follow me, follow Drip, and get your quotes in. So um we'll be announcing the winners on episode 100. Half cash out. You say you got Venmo or some shit, I'm blocking you. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrese Radford transfer from Virginia Tech, uh, from the basketball team. Um, one of the better players on the team. It was a shock to most. I think it was a shock to everybody. I was damn sure shocked. Um, I'm gonna start yeah. with. I'm gonna start with you first. Drift. Uh, do you have any insight or any news, or are you just as shocked as the rest of us? I'm I'm pretty shocked. I think uh, with a coach like like Mike Young, it's it's kind of weird seeing players leave uh, in terms of the football program. Sometimes we can assume that we know, and it makes sense of why players would, would head in other schools. But this situation, I don't, I don't really get, uh, especially since how well Mike Young's been doing. So it just doesn't make sense to me. I heard that it was to go back home, but he's been at tech for a minute now. So I don't know why he'd go back home. Maybe it was health family reasons with like his family or something, but just sucks to see him go. He's one of the better players, in my opinion, but I don't know. That's about it. What about you, Ricky? Well, uh, my perspective as a fair-weather Virginia Tech basketball fan, I'm extremely disappointed because I was super hyped, and I was drinking the Kool-Aid and starting to say, yo, let's get this Final Four next year because we got I mean, we got <laughs> a nice little squad going. We got, I mean, we, well, we had it. We still got a decent squad. But uh, like I said, once he announced that he's a transfer portal, now I'm like, well, I guess we're just looking for a Sweet 16. I don't know. I just think whenever you lose any, you know, pretty good player to keep player on your team, you just you hit, you lose dramatically. Even though you got we got some really good, good players left. Um, as a Fairweather fan, it's hard to remember everybody, but like Couture, Mutz, um, Storm Murphy. Yeah. Oh, we got Storm Murphy coming in, uh, Aluma. So we got a nice squad. I don't know if that's Final Four Kool-Aid drinking time, but, I mean, we'll have a nice basketball season regardless. Yeah, um, Mike Young cooking. But, yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah, and it's, it's – I guess the timing because, you know, the day we record and this is July 1st, this is, this is like Juneteenth for, like – college players so maybe a bag was involved maybe somebody had a bag for him at his new school and there was some slick tampering going on which 
We over here at Don V Fridays, we endorse all cheating, tampering, lying, stealing. We endorse all the bullshit. So um, maybe it was a bag waiting for him at his next destination. And, um, it, I hope it is. God bless him. He deserved the money. Um, shout out to Tyrese Radford. Um, we wish you the best. Like I said, get paid. Um, any Anything else before we move on? Any last news, niggas, about Tyrese Radford? I mean, I don't know what, what to make about he still has court cases. I feel like that I don't see how that would affect anything. But mm. a lot of people were throwing that out. And I don't, I mean, it just felt like a little disrespectful. But at the same time, I don't know too much about the law to be like, oh, yeah, I could see why he would leave. Or, oh, yeah, uh, this has nothing to do with anything. So I just felt like a lot of people were putting his business out there. And now I'm doing it and make it worse but um people always yeah. put their business out of there when something bad happens right and i don't no know that fans i don't see how that i mean you just come show up to your court date and his right. charge isn't even like something crazy like he didn't do something that was so dangerous so i don't know okay okay well let's move on virginia tech picked up some commits since the last episode we recorded. We picked up Daquan Wright and we picked up Kyrie Moiston. Um, the uh, 2022 cycle is chugging along. Um, are we picking up the top elite, you know, top of the ESPN 100, 300, things like that? No, but once again, we're getting solid additions, but Still, in my opinion, nobody who can help us, you know, next year when uh when we start to, you know, move forward with the team. But start with you, Drift. Uh, any scoop on these two latest commits in the 2022 cycle? Um, I think Daquan Wright. He's got a he's got a, a lot of work to do. I think he's more of a project guy. I think uh, Moiston is also kind of the same boat, but I think he's a little bit better. Um, I do think that we're going in the right direction with the 757. I think this weekend, July 4th, uh, I think it's Rashad Purnell. I think he commits, and that might be a, that might be big. He's like 13th on 24-7 uh, on their composite. He's like 23 or some shit like that, 20 or something like that. But um, that would be a big pickup. Obviously, Gunnar Givens is committing the 16th, so I'd like that as well. I think that would move the class towards like – going real right in the right direction. Um, and then mm-hmm. obviously today, Cam Miller said that he's down to Penn State and Virginia Tech. So if they can get all three of them, I would be really on board with this class. Um, I've seen this CNVT whiff on all three, so I would not be surprised. But uh, it's an okay class right now. I think it can be better, and I think it can also be mediocre by the time that uh, a national signing day comes along. What do you, what do you right, think? There's, uh, there's a, there's a yeah. lot of – there's a lot of uh... – there's a lot of time left, but we I want to ask Ricky personally because he hasn't been on in a while. What's your thoughts on the current state of Virginia Tech football recruiting? Because you haven't been on here in a while. On recruiting? Well, are you talking about yeah. 2021 recruiting? Or are you talking about just the state of just the state of it as we as we <laughs> sit right here? Do you, think we need, do you think we need to step it up? Do you think it's good? Do you think I mean how much time do you have? I have so many thoughts. Like it's not good. Right now, in 2021, it's fine. I'm not mad about it, especially 
um, within the circumstances of there's, I mean, I, I just saw recently how like Virginia Tech is ready to move on from Justin Fuente after this season. Like they're full on ready now that, because last year was the pandemic year and they didn't want to fire a coach during the pandemic and the bad luck. So they're pretty much kind of done with him as that's what they're saying. So considering all that, since we're leaving a bad coach, as of right now, what Virginia Tech is what, 20, 21st in the rankings in yeah. July, July 1st. That's not right. bad. Like that's, that's all right. Um, the average rating is not good. But um, it's not bad considering everything. But overall, um, it's horrific. We've destroyed relationships, clearly. I mean, we got motherfucking high school coaches and assistants fucking subtweeting us. Got uh, Regularly. Regularly. On the regular. Like, it's nothing. Um, got fucking people saying, well... Something about Texas. I remember, like last summer, somewhat like a recruit or a recruit's dad or family member said something about, "Oh, why don't they look at Texas or some crazy shit like that?" And like, it's just not good. Like everything is bad. Twenty twenty one, considering the circumstances, is fine, and I'm not mad at it right now. That's do you be- do you believe? Before we move on to the next topic, I'm talking to Ricky here. Do you believe that the current state of recruiting is good enough to win an ACC title? Current state of recruiting? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. No. ACC title? No. Um, well, maybe if like a badass X's and O's coach. No, not even because last year's recruiting class was so bad. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a long time. The last two classes, uh, 2020 and 2019, recruiting cycle was so bad. I mean, those classes will need to be washed out. Uh, the best way to do it is, like, cut players and bring in transfers, to be honest. They are, they're already <laughs> transferring away. Yeah, they are, and that's kind of good, but um, it's all fucked up. It's all fucked up. As of right now, it's horrific. But um, no, it's going to take a long rebuilding year. I mean, rebuilding years. So yeah, it's going to take a couple of cycles to kind of purge out what's going on. Like, and, we're honestly um, recruiting on those BC, Syracuse, Duke level. Like, that's the type of talent B- that we BC recruiting well right now. As In 2021, yeah. yes, but obviously historically. Yeah, like, you know, historically. Like, yeah, last like seven, five years, that's where we're at. That's the type of talent we brought in. Okay, y'all heard it from the man. People be thinking, people think, some people, they think us over here, Don V Fridays, we like to spread negativity and we influence the weak minded people. But in reality, a lot of people already just feel this way. And um, I guess we're just the voice of it. It's, it's a lot of more, it's definitely the majority right now that feels this way. Only it's the, it's the lower minority that is still on that. Y'all are negative, and we have to be positive at all times, and we have to support the coach at all times. I'm telling you, I mean, just from – well, I mean, you, I guess you might have a better perspective than me because you have so much – a bigger following. But just from what I see, it's definitely the minority at this point. Yeah, I think it's 50-50. I think for every, like, super positive fan, there's a super negative fan. I think, I think it, it's balanced out. Now, when the games get played – 
you know, depending on how they go, that's when it'll go up or down again. Right. Off seasons will always like split down the middle, I feel. And then yeah, the season. no games being played. So right now everybody's right until the games right. get played. <laughs> but moving I mean, on. What are you about to say? Can I drop a little bit bit of knowledge on, on recruiting right now in terms of numbers? Drop the knowledge. That's all why right. you're here. So um I and I talked to my boy Kyle. Shout out to K dot flip. Um Last Shout summer, out to Cal. Oh, 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 well, you just you just you just mentioned the legend's name. Shout out to Cal, aka K dot flip. Oh, and the T dot flip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, T dot flip. My fault. Yeah. Oh shit. I yeah. Put some respect on Cal, Nate. Oh my gosh, that's a legend. So I talked respect to my a legend. Up. Shout out to the whole six. What were you about to say? I did that re- a little bit of research. Not a lot of research, but a little bit of research. You know me. I love the big numbers. Um, the be- our best recruiting classes that were ranked, you know, top 25, top 20-ish, you know, in the 18, 17 range, our best recruited classes historically, we have to get guys that are in the composite 18, 18 guys that are in the composite uh, top 1,000, 18 top 1,000 guys. Right now, as it stands, Virginia Tech has 10. I, I think, yeah, they have 10. The bad thing is, some of the lower guys are in the 900s, which is I think is like two of them. Those guys will probably, just from what I saw last year, will most likely start moving down and away from a, the, the top 1,000. Yeah. So Price even Duke though, one, right? yes, even though we are okay right now, we only need eight more guys. Are we gonna get eight more top 1,000 guys? Even though we're doing fine, I don't know where this class ends up because I said you know top 30. I, I maybe I should look, do look more re- more research on those. T- teams that got those top 30s throughout the years i don't even know if we'll get top 30 we might end up like top 35 now because i just don't see where the numbers are and maybe this is a weird year because of covid the other teams don't get as many players so even though they have more high caliber players they don't get enough players to get ranked higher than us just kind of how it is now but that was just a little nugget we need about 18 guys to be you know a pretty good class and are now we stand at 10 I honestly could see it just because Fuente could be recruiting his ass off this year just because he knows it could probably be his last year. But they are close. And, in fact, they have three guys in 900. The other one is uh, Jackson LeHue. Oh, shit. See, we're, we're even fucked even more right there. Right. And, yeah, you're right. They definitely will probably go down rather than up as more people get uh, rankings, especially because a lot of kids didn't get rankings because of 24-7 uh, not doing as much from COVID. Right. All right, right. Well, let's move on. Um, it is July 1st as we record this. And obviously, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, today is officially Juneteenth for all NCAA athletes. It's NIL Day. Name, uh, likeness. No, name. What's the I mean? Somebody help me out. Image? Name, image, image. <laughs> name, image, and likeness. Um, been a lot of tampering going on over the last couple of days in anticipation um, for today. Um, all NCAA athletes for all sports, not just football and basketball players, can basically make make a bag off their name. They can promote products. They can appear on podcasts. Don't be Fridays for the bag. They can. What else they can do? 
you know, post things on Instagram, promoting different different uh avenues. I think everybody here, none of us are boomers and things of that nature. Um, I think we all are pro athlete here on Don V Fridays. Obviously, I think y'all agree, but what what yeah. do you what do you take away from this coming down? Let's start with drift. What what's your biggest takeaway? Let's start with drift. Go to Ricky, and then I'll I'll finish. Uh, I think this is just long overdue in general. I think this helps everybody involved. Um, great move. I think it helps the businesses. There's a lot of smaller businesses that can now reach out, get their name out through these players. Um, so it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be great for everybody involved. It's like I said before, long overdue. I think they gotta help out uh, Reggie Bush, get him his shit back, and all the other people that caught sanctions for selling stuff that whatever that they could have done. Um, but I loved your stuff today about we should cash at play. Players seven bucks for scoring a touchdown. I think that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I think we should definitely do that. Uh and fuck the school or anybody else who thinks we shouldn't do that. But uh yeah. that's about that's about all I have unless we get into more talking about what this means for Virginia Tech. But I'm gonna pass it to Ricky. Go ahead and to your thoughts. Man, I have a million thoughts. Um I'm gonna try to go down to like two. Um the main thing is I'm so excited to see uh bags exchanging out in the open now like it's uh the pony excess 30 for 30 um that's gonna be fucking awesome there's gonna be players that are gonna be bought for millions of dollars like that will legitimately happen like trevor lawrence you can't tell me a school would not have paid him at least five million dollars last year to stay at their school or transfer to their school or whatever it was um and my other thought my top two is has anyone talked about how this is going to impact college basketball? And I know we, this is like only mostly, blah, mostly football, but I mean, I, the one and done, I think, is not going to be as uh, common. Fucking, we will see now, I think, players at least two years before they go. Because, you know, like a LeBron James or whoever the fuck, you know, why wouldn't he go to college for a little bit? You know, guaranteed two million or three million shit. I could see ten million, and that'll be fucking crazy. So that'll be good for college basketball. I think college basketball will be come back a little bit more now. Even you know, I'm not a yeah, great. I agree. Basketball fan. I think the one it done's really like kind of kind of killed college basketball a little bit. Obviously, it's still great, but I would like to, like you said, I like to see more players stick around. Hopefully, this can make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, my my take on the whole. NIL situation is pretty much what Ricky said. Um, with 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 players having money coming in, income coming in, it will it will keep them from having to make a dumb decision. Not the ones that's the LeBron James or or you know a Trevor Lawrence who's you were, you was a pro player when you was sixteen. Yeah. you just had to you just had to go through the dog and pony show just to get. But I'm talking about a Jariah Evans. Ooh, and I'm not talking about his case specifically, but a, a guy that's kind of on the fringe of even getting drafted. Why are you declaring? But a lot of these people come from circumstances where they need the money right now, or they just need some money coming in just to help the family. So yep. it's a lot would, of, I mean, no, let me finish. Would, let me finish. Oh and then you can go. Um, For even the, you know, like, like I said, fringe players, you know, Dudes who probably can play, but 
not ready for the NFL, but it's just like, fuck it, let me go ahead and try it. They be like a redshirt sophomore or a junior. They got a small buzz. They get a fifth-round buzz, and they're like, well, fuck it, let me just go. Maybe even the fifth-round pick and say, okay, well, I got some money in my pocket. Let me push for this first round. I, I'm not in dire straits where I need to go right now. And so I think it helps. I think it even helps the universities on the back end in that yep. case. But what was you about to say, Ricky? Oh, I thought that was one of the smart things that I saw was that perspective, especially the ones that the kids that I mean, and I'm not I mean, I wasn't like that. I mean, I was a Juco soccer player, but I mean, I stole a little bit from Walmart because I was poor and shit. So I can see a D1 player who was like, you know, the, all those kids that were like, man, I should be getting paid more. And he don't got no money. He got nothing. And he's hungry. And he steals like a cup of noodles. And then he gets arrested for that. That shit is pretty much dead now. For the most part, I would say. Uh, for the ones that's good. Well, the ones that's at least pretty good. At least he gets on the field. I could see kids like, you know, I don't know. Who's a decent player uh, without people getting upset? Uh, what do you uh, mean by decent? Like, like Chamari Connor. Like mm-hmm. I could see him get like a little bit of dough in his pocket, and you know he can actually buy real food before you know tonight after practice instead of you know possibly thinking about yeah I'll just steal this little gettery right here I'm kind of thirsty I don't want to spend these two dollars I only got so much money left. Right, I yeah. think what you said about uh, these players staying, like how you said in basketball, these players staying. I think across the board, this might improve like the quality of play in basketball and football, whatever, because uh, mm-hmm. players won't have to be chasing that bag as much as they are right now. Yeah, and that's kind of interesting to think about because like higher quality football could mean that a larger playoff is not terrible football because that's been the argument is that if a larger playoff is a thing, it's going to be the top team slaughtering the smaller teams, waste of time. So this, this is going to be good mm-hmm. for, I think everybody, I don't think this hurts anybody, which is, which is great. And obviously some schools have a little bit more of an advantage of in terms of the market that they're in, but yeah, yeah it's good though. It's really good news. Yeah. yeah and uh, uh, one more thing. Does this, I have a question. Does this kill or does this minimize players opting out before the bowl game? Nah, I don't really. I, 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 I think the opt out shit, unless the unless the bowl sponsor gives the kids a bag just to play, and not the gift bag shit. Not, not oh, here's here's some Beats headphones, but cash in hand. Put this bowl logo on your jersey. We're paying y'all to play in this game. The bowl sponsor should be cutting. I know the gift bag is supposed to be like their prize for making it to the cheese it bowl, but nah, cheese it. But hey, even if you got to cut them boys a band, I think then the bowl opt outs would, would stop. But if they're going to keep giving out, you know, Netflix passes, then the opt outs going to stay the same as far as the bowl games. Well, what about- one, they gave them like 500 bucks or something like that to get I think that was one, like one of yeah. the better ones but other than that most of them are pretty trash well what about the alumni that are like I really want to win in this ball game and they'll be like yo here's 50k to go out and play this fucking game you That's said 50k <laughs> for a bowl game I don't know man I don't fuck I play. There's a lot of, I mean yeah. don't nobody give a fuck about a bowl game that much that's true 
Well, if it ain't um, the championship. I'm also, I'm also forgetting the NY6 is dead, too. So Yeah, the NY6 is even dead. So, yeah. I guess they would want to play the playoffs, so. Yeah. That's right now. It's right now the current the current way college football going is when Jalen Smith from Notre Dame got hurt and he got hurt in the Fiesta Bowl. They was playing Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl, and the minute he got hurt, everybody was like, "Why the fuck was he playing in that stupid ass Fiesta Bowl?" Yeah, the game was meaningless. Once, yep. once that once that conversation started, like even those even the Fiesta Bowl, if it's not a playoff game, became meaningless that fast. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. So maybe you know, like I said, people getting bread in their pocket. Black man making money is always a good thing. Um, the 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 powers that be controlled this shit for so long because of fear that God forbid a black man got some money in his pocket, and he got some gold in his mouth, and he and he ain't his career isn't controlled by the coach. Cause that like I don't want to get too far into the into the shit, but. A lot of a lot college football was built on control and exploitation. So yeah. when the coach, even even when players could transfer, coaches could block certain transfers. Joe Paterno, may he rest in piss, he was notorious for blocking your transfer. Like I don't want you to go from Penn State to Ohio State, or you got to go to wherever I, I allow you to go. And 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 when you got Coaches basically having a grip around players' neck. That's why so many coaches hate the transfer portal and they hate this idea that they can make some money. So for more player empower, empowerment and more player freedom, these old school Joe Paterno type coaches are about to die off. Mm-hmm. Because now Thanks. you have to have, if you're not going to be that guy, Fuente, talking to you, Fuente, you better have some people around you that can communicate and let these guys know, listen, we're here for you. We love you. We want to see you do your best because these that that military style, that 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 old school disciplinary do it my way or get the get the fuck back to the, you know, that uh, Jason Brown last chance you shit will go back to the hood. Fuck you. That shit yeah. is about to be dead with the transfer portal and, and kids with money in their pocket. Y'all have anything to add to or respond to that statement? I just think it's I think it's good for players to have more power in general because I think it gives them more uh more leeway and they get more they get more of like I mean this is their career and I feel like they didn't really in in any career that you do you have almost complete control of your career and these and a lot of these college players did not have control of what of their career and they were being controlled by like you say their coaches so i'm excited to see them you know have more control over the things that they do and the money that they make um that joe paternal military style shut the fuck up or get the fuck out that just seems so archaic now in 2021 and it's almost like i can't even believe shit was like that and like not having a kid who is selling out stadiums in arenas not get any money for that it just seems so archaic and so stupid in hindsight in a billion dollar industry yeah mm-hmm. that's why every time i laugh i know we, we, we all know virginia tech just got some money but um, even before they got that money, the fact that your average, your average Joe, your average fan, 
would get on the internet and act like Virginia Tech was this school of the deaf and blind and we don't even know how they keep the lights <laughs> on at Lane Stadium. Boy, get the fuck out of it. We talking about just on turkey leg sales. And let's say, I think turkey legs are what, like $10? Even, oh. even, if, they, even, if, even if they're more than that, but let's say they're $10. If, if 3,000 people buy a turkey leg, I ain't a math whiz, but that's $30,000, right? I'm, I'm selling, I'm way underselling the shit. I know they're making bread on them turkey legs. <laughs> what I'm yeah, saying they is more. they got money. So when people cry broke, when, when, when I see poor people cry poor for a rich school, it makes me sick to my stomach how poor people, and when I say poor people, I just mean you and me, regular people. Yeah. When I see regular people advocate that we put our money together and make rich people richer, it makes me sick to my stomach. It does. It really does. Because mm-hmm. them folks over there is doing just fine. They're doing great. Do they have the money that Texas Longhorns got? No. But that don't mean that they eating out of a dumpster over there. Right. They got plenty of good goddamn fucking money. Justin Fuente is a public employee. A state employee, I mean. He's one of the highest paid motherfucking state employees. So so people got to get the fuck on with that. Oh, my God, money, money, rapport. No, Justin Fuente is doing just fucking fine financially. Yeah, he's um, like second or third in the ACC. Maybe fourth. Hey, he's hey, he's one good. of the highest paid motherfuckers. He's hey. one of the highest. Mm-hmm. In all of college football, not just the ACC. He's making, he's, he's making really good money. So, 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 so if we say fire Justin Fuente or, or he can, or he can leave for another coaching opportunity, don't get in my mentions or my DMs or Drift's mentions or Ricky's mentions. Talk about you advocating a man lose his job. Him and his kids not going to be living in no goddamn shelter. They'll be okay. He's made a lot of good coin to underachieve as a head coach, but uh, shout out to Fuente. He ain't fucked up. Yet in 2021, so I'm not advocating you get fat yet, but um, I am. <laughs> he is. I mean, I you know me. I I think he should have been got fat, but he's still here. <laughs> so I'm gonna give him a fair one. He got to show me on uh, he got to show me when we play North Carolina. Before we move on, because we got Ricky here. What's this? Give me a score prediction for the North Carolina game. If we don't, because we might, we, you know, we might have you back before then or might not. But in case you're not back for whatever reason, give me a I score think, prediction for the North Carolina game. Realistically, I think it's something like thirty-four to twenty-one, but it's and and that's a loss. But I also think there is a possibility that Virginia Tech can win that game. That's like, I don't think that I don't think like it's something crazy. Especially North Carolina lost so many NFL weapons. I mean, look any at any team ever that lost so many NFL weapons week one, week two, week three. Some mm. a lot of times it's an upset. And I can see Justin Fuente coaching for his life week one at Lane, packed. It can happen. Yep. It's Friday packed. night, first game of the, like we're yep. gonna be the only game on. I agree. Yep. Sam Howell, his first game with his new weapons that he has, pretty much like his entire offense. So uh, it's 
the first game. So uh, for him, and you can see it, man. Like I can see we lose, but I do think UNC is more talented, and it, it's something like thirty-four twenty-one. If I'm talking just pure prediction, I I, I agree. I agree. I, I think agree too. I agree. I think now Justin Fuente is going to have to run all the fluke, all the gimmicks. Yep. It's going to be a fluky, gimmicky. He going to go to to to, to fuck up the tempo of the game. Like remember when we played Clemson and we were sitting on the ball and sitting mm-hmm. in the huddle and hiding shit. He's going to have to. He's going to have to run. He's going to have to sell. The shit out of his soul. Mm-hmm. He gonna have to sell a couple more souls. He gonna have to sacrifice some motherfuckers. But we all <laughs> gonna be he at does home. It. Yeah, he's. We're gonna be at home. It's gonna be a night game. Lane Stadium, hundred percent capacity. ESPN or ABC. Um, probably Kirk Herbstreit or somebody calling the game. I think he's gonna try to run the gimmickiest, flukiest. Craziest shit and try to steal it. I I, I yeah. really believe so. I'm and I'm a, and I'm gonna go with Ricky. I think we're going to lose by two possessions, but it would not surprise me if he if if to just 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 to shut us up, us three, just to make us look yep. like ass. <laughs> he steals that motherfucker and, and we get killed on Twitter for like. Until the very okay. next week when we, when yeah. we do lose. <laughs> when we eventually lose to, to fucking... Richmond uh, or some fucking... Middle Tennessee. Wait, can I put it on Don B. Friday's one of my predictions of the season? Go for yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. All right, really quick. Uh, Probably like 6-6, six 7-5 six, season. But the best thing is going to be when Justin Fuente beats number 21. Or let's go number 19, Boston College. Mm. And everybody's gonna go fucking nuts. Everyone's gonna see Fuente. He is the best. He's great. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana. Where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. See, you guys just had to give him time. And then he's going to lose to, like, Duke or Syracuse. Get a, like, get a Tennessee like, State or somebody. Oh. Tennessee, that's exactly what's going to happen. I, we've seen this story before. Uh, you, no, Ricky on this motherfucker on the roll right now because all this <laughs> shit sounds like it's going to happen. That's facts. Like, I think Syracuse. Fuente's perfect. At, Fuente's perfect at like Frank used to do this shit too. Like he'd get you all riled up, and he always knew how to take you right back down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's facts. I think Syracuse could honestly be one of those games too. Yeah, like 2016. Yeah, yeah. We lost. Even though Syracuse is supposed to be awful this year, it would just be one of those games. There's always one of those games every year. Right. Right. All right, let's move on. Kansas City Steaks. The Kansas City State Company wants to make this your best grilling season ever. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. That's the letter S, letter D. 
from classy steak, cut, steak cuts to USDA prime to hard to find specialty cuts and more. Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fab the grill. These are steakhouse quality steaks aged to perfection. They make it easy. Each order is flash frozen, delivered directly. Satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Enjoy their butter tender filet mignon, hearty Kansas City strip steaks, and savory ribeyes. It's been a hard year. So being together again. So enjoy being together again by bringing a steakhouse to your house for Kansas City steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. I got a question for Ricky. How do you like your steak, sir? Uh, I like it medium rare. Um, medium I rare? I like my hamburgers. Uh, well done hamburgers um, for the most part. I know some people like that pink in the hamburger. I do not. Give me some well done hamburgers, but the steak has got to be the got to be medium rare. I agree with that. Both of them. Me, medium rare steaks are. Do you realize we are fighting a war outside, <laughs> and 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 we have a generation of children of America that's going to grow up thinking that eating a medium rare steak is the way to go. <laughs> hey, can I just say that I wouldn't order me? Uh, I wouldn't even get a steak at all. If it's not at a really good restaurant that I know has a really good chef, like you got to be like, I'm not just going to go to the Applebee's and be like, yeah, give me that medium rare. I'm just, I'm just not going to order a steak. Okay. Okay. We're going to chill on the Applebee's slander because Applebee's <laughs> is a really good restaurant with really good prices and really good chefs. <laughs> and, and we're not going, and, we, and you're, you're a father, happy belated Father's Day to you, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> you wouldn't want your child. Or kids eating eating less than less prepared food than than it should be correct. Not as a child, as a as an adult, I would say, hey, the best tasting way is why a well done chef does it. You know, makes it medium rare. I would say that's the best tasting. Yeah, way. As an adult, but right now, you your kids is a long way from being adults, correct? Yeah, definitely chicken fingers and mashed potatoes. But if but if they wanted to, but if you wanted to cut off a little piece of your steak, just so they can get in, <laughs> in, indoctrinated into the steak life, you wouldn't want them eating a red piece of meat, would you? I I would not. I would give them the well done part, the little part that's well cooked. That's all I had to say, ladies and gentlemen. I rest my case. KansasCitySteaks.com promo code <laughs> SD at checkout. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um. BT Twitter had a bit of a Royal Rumble. We recording this on July 1st, uh, right before we started recording. Uh, Hokie Twitter kind of went left when defensive coordinator Justin Hamilton had tweeted, what hashtag should be the unofficial but official hashtag of Virginia Tech football? And all hell broke loose. (laughs) (laughs) All hell broke loose. I wasn't involved in this. I was not involved in this. I did say Fire Fuente like other people did, and J Ham had time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how y'all feel about this shit? <laughs> oh man! Shout out! Yeah, go ahead, Ricky. Go ahead. Shout out to my boy Quan. That's 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 the first thing I'll say. I'll let Ian or Drift speak. 
I just think it's funny as hell, honestly. Like, we're going to forget about it in a week, but it was pretty fucking funny. Just him, just Dustin Hamilton just talking shit to literally everybody in his mentions for a sound like 20 minutes, and he just would not stop. Even when, when he made, like, that tweet that everybody kept framing, the one where uh, he talks about Frank, and then he just keeps on and on and on. I just thought it was hilarious, but... Uh, Bag saying this the fattest day in VT Twitter history. I don't know about that. That's a stretch. But I thought it was just funny in general. This is a little exaggerated by him. Holy yeah. shit. Can you just, can you just see, look at... Uh, it's not supposed to... I guess it doesn't count as a ratio. But if you look at the original tweet, it has 48 mentions, 22 retweets, 52 likes. It's, it's crazy. And 14 of those are quote tweeted. It's... I mean, just go look at it if you don't know it. There's also a thousand three hundred votes. <laughs> Holy they shit! Were, See, I and I thought just the Hamilton's ass after he said what he after what Justin Hamilton he basically said that uh you know the Frank years the beginning was kind of shit and then he said the end was shit and um Ooh. he should have said that <laughs> yeah he should have said. You should have said that just just to have it to my boy. Um, you should have said that, my boy. You should have known. Like if all out of all people, you just a Hamilton should have known that you can't just come for the goat, especially in defense of Fuente. Yeah. <laughs> you about to say something, Ricky? No, no. Just <laughs> I think it's. I just want to say, actually, every group chat, every Discord, the entire timeline went fucking off because of (laughs) Quan's tweet. It was unbelievable. People were, like, calling each other, you know, fuck you. You all, you know, whatever. You can suck my dick. Everybody just going crazy. You know the the scene in uh, Mean Girls where it's, like, the wild animals, the girls are just fighting everybody? That's what it was (laughs) for a good hour it was unbelievable we have my boy over here dropping that video of uh, the liberty game at justin hamilton i was like oh my god justin hamilton got bodied by a teenager probably sitting in his basement his mama he probably in his mama house he got 39 followers he got body he got bodied by a motherfucker with less than 50 followers i know i I bet you right now fuente on the phone with justin hamilton like see you see why i don't get on in <laughs> you see why I'm entertaining the motherfuckers, bro? These guys, like, they gotta know. Or they, they probably don't know because they're not Twitter savvy like that. They got so many receipts against them. They can get disused till till 2022, bro. Like, no, yeah, man, murdered. Man, Jayham went out bad. He went out bad. I mean, I haven't checked Twitter because obviously we we've been recording and things, but uh. Jay Ham went out bad. He went ten toes down for his for his. I don't want to say his boss because that's a white man, but he went. You know, <laughs> his superior. He went ten toes down for his superior. But uh, yeah, man, yeah, man, you should have came at Frank, my boy. This is the first time Jay Ham kind of rubbed some people the wrong way. Y'all remember a year ago when Jay Ham had teased that he had some big news and yes. it was just like a baby yeah. reveal. He was revealing that his wife, girlfriend, whoever, was pregnant and expecting. Man, listen, that shit irritated me. I didn't... And I, don't, I don't think 
people talk shit to him about it, but we definitely let off some displeasure about the situation that was weird. on Twitter. That shit was weird as fuck. Yeah, it was also no, like it was building up. I think that was when uh, DD and Neville were still committed, and it was leading right. up to when there was supposed to be another recruit that they were getting. Yes, right. And then that fell through, and then a week later, some shit like that. DD decommitted, or Neville did first, and whoever it was, and then yeah, it all fell apart after that. But it was just weird as hell. Yeah, I even made a little tweet about it, and people gave me a little bit of hell for it. But I was just like, I don't know. I forgot what I said. I just said it was kind of like fucked up. I think I gave like, I had like screenshots or something. I don't know what I did. But people were very upset at me, and I I just don't. I felt like everyone, a lot of people were that, you know that meme where the mask, where someone's, like a person's wearing a mask, like they're crying behind the mask. But a lot of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And people were in the mentions like, oh, ha, ha, you got us. Love it, future <laughs> Like, no, you're clearly, obviously crying inside right now. Right, because we thought that man had some recruiting news, and that was in the last year's cycle. Like Drew said, when we was expecting all these silence to go public. So, man, yeah. that motherfucker, man, I think he posted a picture of an ultrasound or some shit. Man, I closed Twitter. <laughs> Let me not say nothing to this man at a happy point in his life, but he should not be playing like that. Especially with Hokey Twitter, because the thing about Hokey Twitter and exactly why Hokey Twitter goes to shambles a lot is because we've been in civil war for like three years. So both sides look for anything to push their agendas. I mean, everybody got an agenda. Me, you, everybody. Both sides. Anything comes out positive, the Fuente people come right out. Hey, look at this. Some negative negative shit come out, we jump on their ass. So we anticipate these news and nuggets to push these agendas. It's it's it is what it is. Like yeah, it's, right. the people listening talk about, I don't have it. You got a fucking agenda. You do. <laughs> Even if your agenda is fuck Don V and fuck this podcast, there's positive news I can at least say I had a him. That's your agenda, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when you say you got some shit coming and it ain't got nothing to do about nothing. Hey, people get mad. Or or people fake mad and say, congrats on the baby. You know? Yep. Yeah, shout out to Jay Hair, man. He took some arrows today. He might not get back on the app until it's time to fucking tweet a gif. <laughs> we got a recruit coming. Yeah, I don't think he I don't think those coaches really want to fuck around with Twitter. I mean, don't, Fuente had that one night during quarantine and then I we haven't heard from him since, so I yeah, would, I would be surprised. And 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 and, and, I, and I spoke about that on the podcast when it was just me. But um, I was saying, listen, because people was like, look, he's engaging with us. I'm like, bro, it's quarantine. We like three weeks in. He ain't got shit to do. God forbid, yeah. as a coach, he engages the fan base. <laughs> like he didn't do. She did the literal bare minimum, and people wet their pants. I said, man, listen, fuck his tweets. I need to see some progress. I didn't get no progress. So I'm not so I'm glad I didn't celebrate him tweeting. Cause when it's time for me to criticize you, I ain't got no qualms. Like, all right, because I ain't give a fuck about you tweeting anyway. So so that that was pretty much that. Shout out shout out to Justin Fuente with your soon to be out of work ass. What else going on in the world? Uh, you wanna go down with that stuff about that girl, uh 
Does want to talk at work. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there was a viral. It was a TikTok, and I'm not. I'm not on TikTok, but um, the best TikToks always make it over to Twitter, and um, it was this girl, black girl. Shout out to my black queen, but we got to get on your ass today. And she basically said that she doesn't speak to her coworkers. And one of her coworkers reported her to HR saying she doesn't speak to anybody. She's he was basically saying she's a bitch without saying it. But um and it sparked a it sparked a uh kind of one of those black Twitter debates where like people was like, should we have to talk to our coworkers or should we, you know, or you know, go along, get along, should you be nice? Is it is it common manners? I think it's manners to just Speak to your coworkers. You don't got to carry on and be their best friend, but good morning won't kill you. Um, yeah. th this is what I said before I let y'all go. Before I let y'all speak on this. Lady, Missy, when your ass was unemployed and you walked in there for that job interview, you spoke to somebody. You said, good morning. Hello. My name is whatever. Nice to meet you. I know she did that. Ain't nobody walking to no job interview like a fucking deaf mute and just write down words on paper and pass it over. No, you had to speak to somebody. To whoever gave you the opportunity, you had to say, hello, my name is, and shake their hand. That's all jobs. I don't give a fuck if you work at Applebee's, shout out, or if you work at, a, at the biggest law firm in LA. That's common decency. And for people to try to make it into... Y'all hate black women. Man, if y'all don't shut y'all goofy, simping asses up. Um, Drift, what, what's, what's your thoughts on the situation? I mean, personally, I, on her I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say uh, like a slightly different angle. I If it were me, I I feel like I talk to people at work because work sucks. Like I want to I want to just interact with people. Work sucks. I like laughing about stupid shit. I feel like it's just a general like talk to talk to your coworkers. Like it might make your day better. Like if you don't want to talk to somebody, you might be mad about some shit. Just let it out. Talk to people. But for her coworkers, that is rude. Like I wouldn't want to be around somebody that's not saying shit. That's just I don't know if they hate me. I don't know if they're mad or some shit. Like I feel like it brings the vibe of the workplace down if somebody just a mute in the fucking corner. So yeah, no, I totally agree with what you said, but I. I just, I, for her, it's just dumb for her, too. It makes no sense. Like, why why do that? Like, what, you got something wrong with the employee? You work with somebody you don't like or something like that? I just don't understand. Yeah, even even open your mouth and say, hey, how y'all doing? I'm good, but I really don't want to talk today. Right. Just, just walking around, walking around with a puss on, and that's uh, for the younger people, like a stank face. Walking around with a puss, sour puss. Right. Walking around with a puss on <laughs> and not speaking to people, it, the least you can do is, even if you're going through shit, and we're all human, we go through shit, is to say, hey, what's up, man? How y'all doing, man? Um, I'm not doing too good, whatever. Even if they want to say, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? I don't want to talk about it either. That's it. What you think, right. Randy? Uh, first of all, I thought with the puss thing, I thought you were talking about her vagina, and I, I was about to... I was like, okay, well, we're doing this? All right, this is my subject. I got a lot to say about that. The arrogance <laughs> of women. No, uh, but um, what was I going to say? So 
I don't care if she has manners and just like, hey, how y'all doing? What's up, guys? You know, whatever. And when it's time to leave, like, all right, you guys have a good day. Simple things like that. I don't mind. It's whatever. If that's how you are, that's okay. But if you're just like not saying anything and you just think you're better than everybody, that's fucking annoying. And that's going to lead to a lot of people not liking you. And then when you're going to need somebody, it when, when shit is going, when like, you know, you maybe you're in trouble, you fucked up. No one's going to back you up. It's just stupid. It just if you want to be selfish, think about it that way. Like just be a decent person and everyone be like, Oh yeah, that's um that's John. You know, he he's he's a decent guy. He always says hi in the morning, so polite. Oh, I can't believe mm-hmm. no, there's no way he, he did that. He's a good worker. He wouldn't do something like that. You know, he didn't mess up today. No, that's that probably wasn't him. You know, right. just people, be are more, people are more willing to throw you a lifeline. Now I'm I'm a con- yeah. I'm a construction worker, so like you cannot exist in construction. Like obviously I'm a I'm assuming she works in some type of office place. So I, I've never worked in an office in my life, so I don't know how those dynamics work. Maybe she don't have to talk to anybody to get her work done, but obviously in construction, we work as a team. Like we literally yeah. work arm in arm to get the task done. So it's people that don't even speak the language and we still have to communicate some kind of way to get the task done so obviously i can you know well i've never worked in an office before so i I will tell you maybe she can't do her own thing and not have to speak to people she probably can do her own thing in an office i mean i'm working in an office right now there's a lot of jobs you can do your own job but she for sure is not getting a promotion like a a corporate world or or an office job like it doesn't matter even how good of a job you do. You have to know people. Like, people have to like you. If they don't like you, if they don't know you, they're not going to promote you. They're not right. going to go somewhere else and call you up and say, hey, I got, a, I got a spot for you over at XYZ Company and give you a promotion there or even within your own company because nobody knows you. Nobody talks to you. You don't have any relationship with anybody. So it's not even hurting other people. It's hurting herself. If she wants to – if she's in an office setting and wants promotion, like she needs to start talking to people. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I even just got my buddy. Well, he, he declined, but I just got my buddy. I mean, I talked to him. I literally talked to him and I was like, yo, they, there's a raise over here. You'll, you'll get paid more over here. Just simple shit like that. I mean, just don't be a fucking right. asshole. Have some manners. Would you Say call somebody that you don't talk to at work and tell them to come work for you? Like somebody. Fuck, that, no. Yeah. What the fuck would you do that? Exactly. <laughs> she looked good though. So, and you know what? That's all that matters at the end of the day. She looked good, though. Listen, listen, mamas. When you don't get the promotion and you get the OnlyFans, drop the link. I might got a couple dollars for you, my girl. Um, What else we got going on in the world? NBA. NBA playoffs going on. Chris Paul is going to his first NBA finals. I think he's in the 16th season. Um. How do y'all feel about Chris Paul being a his redemption arc? Because Chris Paul been an NBA villain for years. Um, before we talk about what Patrick Beverly did to him, Chris Paul redemption arc. Where y'all at on it? I've always kind of liked Chris Paul in general. I liked him more when he was in New Orleans. And then when he left New Orleans, I didn't really fuck with him for a while. I thought he was kind of trash honestly especially when he was uh i think with the clippers is when i hated him the most are, are you being blasphemous right now Do I have to yeah be the smith of no, the show? I, 
I I think you might. I think you might. But hold on, I'm not done with this. So at the end, that like now with the Suns, like at the back end of his career, I think he's gotten so much hate unnecessary randomly here and there. And he's proven that he's uh, you know, lasted against Father Time and done a great job in the back end and now he's going to get a final. So I think he's kind of rewritten his uh his legacy, his career in the past couple of years, especially this year and last year with Oklahoma. Uh, I think he did really well. So I like Chris Paul now, and uh, that's about it. I'm just so I'm just so offended to say that Chris Paul for you to say Chris Paul Clippers era was trash. Talking about Lob City, I didn't really fuck with him. I thought he was I I thought he was annoying as hell. Honestly, I thought he was well, a little bit. How were you gonna say that about an NBA first ballot Hall of Famer? That's my was... opinion. <laughs> I thought he was a bitch. I mean, he's always yeah, been. Yeah, you that thought kind he was father. lame. You didn't think he. You didn't think he was sorry. Yeah, you I should have referred that with a better. I thought oh. he was lame. All right. Lame. I don't. Okay, and he's he's still doing that lame stuff. You just don't see it as much because he's in Phoenix. But yeah. oh okay. yeah, all right. Then I'll buy that. Then I buy that. All right. Yeah. You know, that's your opinion on it. That's fine. Um. Sadly, especially this year, I moved. Um, haven't really gotten cable, can't really watch basic television, even on ABC. So not a lot of basketball opinions for me, but, um, I love Chris Paul. Um, definitely his flopping and his little, I mean, I don't want to call him a bitch. He's just, he's definitely not that, but he acts like a bitch on the court and he kind of pisses me off, but like, I, I still love Chris Paul. He's one of the most focused and it's it's i'm not gonna go in how i know about this but he's just one of the most focused most uh high iq hard-working type of basketball player who is unbelievable who is i followed his career i follow all these guys careers i love basketball um i'm rooting for him i'm hoping i get to watch every single game of the finals because my broke ass doesn't want to buy i don't want to buy uh the real ESPN, uh, goddamn. Stream them hoes, man. Crack streams. The legal streams. Keep fucking up for me, and then I get hey, tired. Hey, I got a, I got a Discord for you. I got a Discord Hit me up for with you. that, please, for the love of God. But uh, shout out to Chris Paul. I hope he gets that ring. I hope yeah, so, too. Shout out to CP3. The thing about CP3 is... He does. He has done a lot of whole shit on the court, kicking people in the nuts, uh, punching people in the nuts. Um, yeah, just just whole shit falling over. Even last night when Boogie Cousins touched him on the shoulder, he fell over like he died and was then smiling on the ground because he had got away with flop. Like just little troll whole shit he do, and um. But still, they don't take away from his basketball legacy, what he does as a player. Um, he Chris Paul somehow trolled Pat Bev, the number one troll in the league. He somehow got Pat Bev to push him to the ground with his back turned, which was some complete bitch shit. Pat Bev, we don't respect those actions, my boy. You from Chicago. Hey, Pat Bev got your people looking bad out here, Ricky. Because that's a Chicago hooper. He pushed somebody in his back. That, that was ain't so- how y'all get down up there. He's supposed to push him in his chest. But yeah, the greatest, the greatest troll in the NBA, well, not the greatest, but one of the greatest trolls in NBA history, Pat Bev, got trolled by Chris Paul 
to where he had to put hands on him. Before I called Pat Bev a dirty bitch ass, all this, what was y'all take on that? The, the, the shove? I honestly, uh, I went to bed last night at like 8 o'clock and I haven't seen it. I saw the tweet though that Pat Bev saw, that he tweeted at him. So, um, yeah, Ricky, you might have to take this one away. <laughs> I'm not that much help. I did see it. I saw the highlight of it. Um, I obviously didn't see the build up to it, but it was definitely on some host shit. Like he knows he's losing, he knows it's over. Chris Paul says something and he wants to get it back. That was some host shit. Like straight up. Like I can't even you can't really defend that. Uh if you push him in the chest straight up, you're gonna be like, you know what? I don't know. He was he was like, fuck it. If I'm not gonna win the game on the court, or at least I'm not gonna win the the game on the scoreboard, I'm a, I'm gonna win it right here. Fuck it. I'm gonna throw some punches, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna push, whatever the fuck elbows uh but he straight up pushed him in the back and that was some whole ass shit and even though he's taller than me and bigger than me and he probably makes more money than me than i ever can dream of i can still say up here and say i never pushed a motherfucker in the back like that if i'm gonna do something to somebody i'm gonna do it right to their face and that's just that's just some whole shit pat bev yeah pat bev you win the first inaugural don v friday's whole of the week <laughs> somebody get that motherfucker his trophy because that was some whole shit he did. Um, yeah, pretty much I agree with y'all. See, I was watching the game live when it happened, and Chris Paul did not do nothing to him. He walked past him, and he gave him, like, a glare. But that ain't enough to push somebody in the back. Um, I was – because we kept looking at it to see, like, maybe Chris Paul mumbled some shit. Nah, he didn't say shit to him. He gave him, like, a look. And even the look was like – yeah, I'm busting y'all at because at that point Chris Paul had ran off like I want to say 21 points or something in the second half. He was in their ass in that second half. He was, I think Chris Paul had scored. He went on a run where the Clippers were down seven, and to the point of that shove, they were up 24. Cause just because of Chris Paul. Chris Paul had like 21 points straight or some shit. Some crazy shit. So this wasn't even a situation where Chris Paul did something to Pat Bev. He was just on the court busting they ass. He was busting he was busting Pat Bev ass. He was busting the, the uh Clippers ass. And the Clippers were gonna go home. And Pat Bev took the whole route. He wanted to get a um he basically wanted a head start to the showers. And um that's pretty much I think I think Pat Bev wanted a reason to get kicked out the game. It was less than five minutes left. I think he just wanted a head start to the showers to get the fuck up out of there. I ain't got to answer no questions to no media. I, I, that's what I think it was, because Chris Paul didn't say nothing to him. Um, and, and Pat Bev, no. Pat Bev is a shit talker. He's a troll, and he's a, he's a uh, he's an antagonist on the court. He antagonizes everybody he matches up with. So who is he to get offended that even if Chris Paul did say something, who the fuck are you to get offended? Right. <laughs> you talk shit. Play. <laughs> so fuck Pat Bear for that. Um don't go out sad like that on the court. Um be a good sportsman. If you can if you can talk this shit and we all of us here at Don V Friday is pretty much a shit talkers on and off the timeline. And you gotta yeah, stand in the paint. You gotta bat you gotta you, you gotta stand on what you say, but you gotta take it when it comes back to you. Right. Yeah, he went out the ultimate way of going sad. Yeah, that you want to see 
you want to type in going outside on your uh urban dictionary to my whites. If you type in going outside, you might see a picture of Pat Bev and what he did <laughs> last night. That was some old bullshit. Pat Bev, that is not the way, my boy. You a Chicago Hooper. And I put Chicago Hoopers on a high, high pedestal because Chicago put out some cold-ass Hoopers in my lifetime. We're talking right. about Isaiah Thomas, Derrick Rose, Quentin Richards. Um, Dwayne Wade. that got his D. Wade, Jabari Parker. And the list goes on and on and on. The only, the only place, the only two places that compete with Chicago as far as that many elite hoopers is L.A. and D.C. Those are the yeah. only places that compare with, with Chicago as far as putting out every year elite NBA players. So shout out to the Chicago hoopers. That What Pat Bev did was a black eye on the city of Chicago and all the Chicago hoopers. The Chicago hoopers should all come together and beat the shit out of Pat Bev for making the city look <laughs> bad. Um. Shout out to Anthony Davis. Anthony, oh yeah, Anthony Davis, another Chicago Hooper who's a Packers fan. What's up with that? I don't, what's I, up, no, what's I, up just with broke this? news to me. I did not know this. Yeah, There's a lot of, I did not want to hear. Anthony Davis is a Packers fan. It's There's a lot of people in Chicago that are Packers fans. You'd be surprised. It is a lot. It's a lot. It's very annoying. It's just annoying. It's all it is. It's not even like a hateful thing. They're just annoying. Yeah, it's, it's like that in D.C. It's a, like D.C., the Drink of Columbia, like the city, is probably 65% Washington football team, like, and like 20% Dallas. And then like the other, it's like, you know, everybody else. But it's a lot of, it's a lot of Cowboy fans in D.C. and grew right. up in D.C. their whole life. And it, it's, it's just like that here in D.C. But being that we got the Midwest in the building. We got Chicago. We got Michigan in the building. Midwest. Um, Midwest boys in the building. But I got a question for Ricky because we haven't spoke since the draft. Uh, Justin Fields. Is Justin Fields going to be the best quarterback in the NFC North in whenever Aaron Rodgers retires? So four or five years. Is Justin Fields, Fields going to take over as the best quarterback in about four years? I hope the North is ready for the absolute takeover that is of Justin Fields. Um, my dick <laughs> was literally hard, rock hard when we got that pick. You don't understand how happy I was. I was shocked because no way in hell were the Bears going to make the right decision and they were going to take uh, what was his name? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Justin Fields is a guy that will take us finally to the Super Bowl. And we will lift the Lombardi Trophy for the first time since Walter Payton. And I'm so happy. It's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. I actually want to hear, Ian, you're, with the, you're a Detroit Lions fan? No, I'm a Bengals fan. Okay, 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 okay. But, so, no. but I will say this. I, I, so I grew up in the middle between Detroit and Chicago. I was born in Chicago. I was born in the suburbs of Chicago, and then I grew up in the in like the west side of Michigan. So I'm right in the middle between both. People that I grew yeah. up with were Lions fans and Bears fans, equal foot, side by side. I used to fuck with Chicago way more than Detroit, 
But as I've gotten older, the type of shit that people from Chicago say about people from Detroit, I started to like the like Chicago. I mean, Detroit way more than Chicago. So honestly, I don't really fuck with Chicago that much anymore, just because most of the people that I know and that I've seen are like stuck up and just assholes. Uh, obviously not you, Ricky. Probably not anybody that you know, but a lot of people from like Aurora, that area, are the people that I know. Oh. So Aurora. Yeah. That's a little different there. That's not okay. I'm not gonna read Yeah, that's far that's far. That's far. That's far out. But uh I'm not gonna lie. Uh it uh I've never heard a human being ever even speak about uh Detroit or Oh, I got I got spoke I got spoke down upon Detroit last week I was in Chicago. What girlfriend, yeah. I just like, oh cool word. Uh somebody I was in a group and this and this dude was asking where everybody was from and I got around to me, and I was like, oh, I'm from Detroit, because I live in Detroit right now I'm yeah. for an internship. And I said it like like I normally would say anything. He was like, why do you sound like you're proud of being from Detroit? And I was like, well, first of all, I'm not even, like, literally from Detroit, but I'm, like, fr- I'm from there right now. And, like, he was just shitting on me for absolutely no reason. So I was like, <laughs> I'll just add that to the list of people that like, I don't fuck with from Chicago. But I've never heard anybody from Detroit talk down on anybody from Chicago. So that's why, like, I respect them more for that. All right. I honestly, I've never heard anybody talk about Detroit here. I'm not even joking. And but uh, if you're, you're not... from Milwaukee, yeah, uh, you know what? I'd be like, you know what? You from Wisconsin? Why are you from Wisconsin? But um, nah. All right. I mean, in the feud, the of... Lions, yeah, I will. Lions. I will say, I will say, in the feud of everything, fuck the Packers. I can agree with both of you guys on that. Oh yeah. Oh fuck them Packers. Fuck the Packers. And last but not least, before we get up out of here, they freed Bill Cosby. Which I'll take. <laughs> I can't, as a black person, I'm not allowed to speak on this topic. I'm going to not speak <laughs> on it. But what y'all take? Well, I honestly haven't read shit about this topic, but I don't, I don't know how the fuck he got out of jail or got free at all. Like, I just, I don't understand personally. So okay. if anybody can I, tell me. I'm, okay, so Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby was talking. To, he, he cut a deal with the prosecutors before he went to prison. He was in deposition, I guess. He cut a deal with the prosecutor that said, if I admit to doing what y'all accuse me of doing, I don't want to be pursued for the prosecuted for this. And the, prosecute, the prosecutor said, okay, if you admit to this, we won't prosecute you for this. So he admitted to it, and they prosecuted him anyway, and he went to prison. So the judge said, based on that previous deal, we have to free Bill Cosby because it's like when you get in trouble as a child and your report card is fucked up, and your mom says, if you tell me the truth, I won't beat your ass. And then you show her the report card, and you get beat anyway. Like, Mm -hmm. he wasn't... It was a dick move. You 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 tricked me into admitting that I did something. So that's why I didn't want to speak with this as a black person because with a motherfucker let that get free. And even if you say what happened, they just like, well, fuck that. Why are you sitting here breaking it down all straight faced and shit? You should be bad. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that's what happened. You know, uh, I don't know why they made that deal. Shit. And the first they, they prosecuted him anyway. Bill Cosby old as hell. He like eighty three. Um, he old as shit. His reputation is tarnished, but he is 
a free man. Ricky, you got anything to add? Um, I'm just so confused by everything. Um, I mean, it's not a hot take, but uh, Bill Cosby should still be in jail. And that's <laughs> that's my hot take. Um, I am disappointed at how many people still like, he raped women and what kind of thing. And I just don't understand. Like, I want to see the case study on that. On yeah. How, people why. just say that shit on Twitter and that's about it, bro. You'll never hear that in real life. Right. I I've heard it in real life. Really? I've heard it. I, yeah, I yeah, in real life. Yeah, I've heard it, heard it. Yeah. and I just don't under, fully understand. I would like to see uh, Harvard University do a study on that or some Yale somebody. Yeah, the thing about Bill Cosby is from 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 when it was going on the case and all that, he was more so doing weirdo shit with with the women like. It was one particular woman that said she got drugged or whatever. She woke up and Bill was sucking her toes. So it was <laughs> like, yeah, like when she when she finally, you know, came to her senses, he was jacking off, sucking on her toes. Holy so it's like, so it's like, Jeez. see, this is why I ain't want to speak on this shit. Because I'm like, he didn't rape you. Oh, I, ain't wanna, I don't want to go there, but. I mean, he did some, like, that's some monkey shit. Like, I don't want to make it seem like he did nothing wrong, but, like, he didn't. We about to get canceled. That's it for Dolby <laughs> Fridays. Um, I want to thank, I want to thank Drift. I want to thank Ricky for coming on. Um, thanks for tapping in with the Best Virginia Tech podcast and all the land. Um, the winner of the contest will be announced on the 100th episode if we're not canceled by the end. Anything y'all got to say left to the people before we sign out? Uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, keeping rocking with us. We got the, the giveaway coming, so make sure you all y'all tweet. And uh, thanks. Ricky, all you. Uh, I could give a lot of shout-outs to TP2, uh, but obviously the award today goes to shout-out to Quan, the legend. He became a legend today. Congratulations. <laughs> Shout out to Quan, man. We gotta, we gotta get Quan on the podcast one of these days. If he don't get his ass canceled before then. <laughs> but uh, until next time, y'all, God bless.